I'm Will Leviste. And I'm Eric Claville. And you tune into Leviste and Claville, where we tell it the way it is from a black male perspective. So let's get right to it. Today's show, Trump impeachment, and will he survive one more game? <laughs> what do you think, Eric? I mean, he, he, he again. Uh, announced he's going to take up the arguments on February 9th. And the Republicans are whispering that this is vindictive, that this is not going to work, the chance of passing and, and, and conviction is nil. What do you think, man? I see you rubbing your head, man. As an attorney, as an attorney, somebody that loves the law, what do you think about this? Well, I, I shake my head. You cannot make this stuff First of all, to be impeached is a very terrible thing, right? We've only had several presidents in the history. Of our- and he's the first to be impeached twice. Right, exactly. <laughs> and and rightfully so. I mean, if you look at what he's done, okay? First of all, let me, let's not deal with the reason why he's being impeached now, uh, the insurrection of January 6th. Let's go back, you know, to uh, 2019, 2020. Hmm. The very first impeachment charge. First of all, I think he should have been impeached way before then. I, th- I think the Mueller report should have really taken him out of office. Uh, there was so much there. So many people went to jail uh, for lying to the government, lying to the FBI, lying to the U.S. attorneys about their involvement with Russia. Okay, We still haven't even uh, pulled back the full covers of those involved. But let me go to the first impeachment. Because I want our listeners to understand just how terrible it was. Now, keep in mind, it seems like this this was years ago, right? right. But, Will, you're talking maybe 18 months. Right. So Trump actually, on a phone call, talked with the president of Ukraine and tried to bribe him to run a bogus investigation against Joe Biden, who he knew was the candidate that could be. And now who's the president of the United States? President of the United States against Joe Biden and his son, all right? right. <laughs> and if he didn't do it, he was going to withhold millions of dollars of military aid, which Ukraine needs, in order to fight against who? To Russia, protect uh, the man. The man needs to protect his country, right? <laughs> and then on top, of, so if that wasn't bad enough, now it's not like we 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 had to do this whole investigation to find out if this guy did it. I mean, it was in the phone call, right? Right. Now, to make it even worse, when they found out he did it, he actually told everybody in his administration, the agencies that were connected, don't cooperate, hmm. don't testify, and, and to in, in, in effect lie. So not only do you have abuse of power with bribes and something that really could have started World War III because if Russia invaded Ukraine again and really overtook that, that area, then you've got our allies in Europe that really have a major issue on their hands. But secondly, you've got uh, uh, not just abuse of power, but then you have obstruction of justice. You can't tell witnesses not to cooperate. You can't bully people. And lo and behold, he gets impeached, but does the Senate convict? No, they don't. But you know, as you go back and you look at the history, this is actually part of the confusion around this that actually might lead to him getting over again. Because a lot of the confusion is all of that about the history, yeah. what happened, what does it really mean? 
And then now you look at even now what's going on. He's no longer in office. Yeah. So people are wondering, how are you impeaching? What What are you impeaching if he's yeah. not in office? Because well, they don't really clearly understand what impeachment is really about. Why don't you explain, you know, as an attorney from a legal stand, what is impeachment about and why is it that even though yeah. the president is not in office, Trump is not in office, well, it still makes sense to go in and impeach him? Sure. So impeachment is a mechanism that's reserved primarily for high-ranking officials in federal government, which gives Congress the ability uh, as a check and balance against uh, those high-ranking officials. So right. if someone doesn't want to be removed from office or leave, leave office, they have the power to actually remove them from office. But it has to also follow a, a second prong, which is a conviction in the Senate. They have to have a trial. And that trial is usually overseen by the chief justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, which the chief justice did oversee the uh, first impeachment trial of President Trump. And then you have what we call impeachment managers that come from the House, which are basically the individuals who are the prosecutors. And then you have the defense attorneys that come from the person or the party that's being impeached. In this case, it is the president of the United States. And then the Senate actually votes. They are the jury. So you have 100 U.S. senators, two from each state within the United States, that actually vote whether to impeach this president, to convict this president or not. So it's very, it's very likely a president can be impeached, which has happened now several times in our U.S. history, but not be convicted. The question now is, can this president be convicted after the insurrection? Now, the significance with that, Will, is that a president can be impeached after they leave office and convicted as well. Why is that significant? Because in this case, it shows that no one is above the law. It also shows that a person cannot create chaos, cannot create, uh, cannot commit illegal acts while in office. And just because they leave office doesn't mean that they get off. This has actually right. happened before, uh, during the time of Reconstruction, um, after the Civil War, where you had a federal official take bribes and they were not only impeached, but they also was convicted, uh, whether they were impeached and they left office because of taking those bribes. And the other thing that's important about you said is that it's not just the president. It's, it's an elective government official. So exactly. there are cases of people who have been in elected office or in government and were impeached after they were removed from that office. So like you said, in the case of Trump, it's not just about removing him as president. But it's about, for example, preventing him from being able to be right. eligible to hold any elected office You're right. again. So if you incited an insurrection and the people voted you out of office, that act of inciting an insurrection should make you ineligible to hold any office at any time in the future. So why is why is that really important? Again, well, if you look at the Republican Party, right? Yeah. He is a driving force in the Republican Party and he cannot hold elective office. Then the people who are behind him that want him to become president or may want him to become governor of a, of a state or something like that or become a senator. He's not he's no longer eligible. So it can have right. a, a significant impact on um, the people that still support Trump that want him in office, that want him in government. Well, look, truth be told, Will. You know, most of the Republicans want him out of office and out of their party anyway, you know, because now the question becomes, is it the party of Trump or is it the Republican Party, the what we call the GOP, the establishment? 
overwhelmingly, we've seen the influence that this former president has on Republican voters, people that vote the GOP, right? Mm-hmm. And he's bullied them. Many have been afraid, which just baffles my mind. I mean, you're a grown man, a grown woman, and you're afraid of another man because he can tweet, right? But afraid that he would actually incite uh, their voters, their base, to vote against them, become primary, or actually lose their seat in, in an election. But also, they're afraid now because they know that this man has so much pull, so much power over the voting base that they can actually move in and create trouble and almost kill uh, those elected officials. How do we know this? The insurrection, right? Will, you had individuals coming to the Capitol on open mic saying, you know, hang hang Mike Pence. (laughs) Right. You know, and that, that was only after Mike Pence said that he, he didn't have the authority to overturn the election, right? Which he knew he didn't. He just waited till he left the White House to tell the president. And then after he called him and told him that, uh, Trump tweeted and said, Mike Pence let us down. So they immediately, within a matter of 60 minutes, turned around after they left the rally to get, you know, in to get, you know, revved up, you know, to go into the Capitol. Uh, the, one of the first person they were looking for was Mike Pence. Man, what a thank you for four years of having your back. <laughs> but, you know, but there's also reports now that people um, who are supporters of Trump, who are out there vigilant, out there in the insurrection, that are feeling let down because they actually believe in some crazy way. They actually believe that in the end of the day that uh, President Trump was going to be continue to be President Trump. So now that they see that Biden has, in fact, been inaugurated, they uh, have been let down. They have feelings that uh, Trump yeah. has lied to them and turned back. So what I see going on yeah. is this weakening of the power of this base. It's like, okay, where do these people go now? And it yeah. seems to me that, that there's a lot of Republicans who are looking at that and starting to jockey and position themselves to be able to be the, the be the the next torch bearer for this this sentiment this this yeah. block that's out there, and I see that right now in a lot of the conversation that is going on and the messaging that's being put out there in the media, saying that you know the likelihood of conviction is nil, and yeah. this is just vindictive. Is this again, you know, as a as a political consultant, you 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 know how the the politics works. Yeah, sure. Are they is this gamesmanship? Are they are they maneuvering you know, and, and putting this message out there? Or is this real that the Republicans are like are just are just not likely at all to 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 convict well, Trump? Well 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 first of all, you know, there there's always spin, right? Immediately after the insurrection, right? You had Republican GOP saying it was Antifa and Black Lives Matter dressed up like uh, Trump supporters. <laughs> right. I mean, which clearly, uh, that was not the case. There was no evidence of that. And you mentioned the uh, Trump supporters turning now against Trump, saying that he's weak. You know, they were upset because they wanted to know that they were proud and strong to be right. out there, you know, running into the Capitol, which now many are getting that 3 a.m. knock on the door by the FBI and being perp-walked outside of their neighborhood and, uh, you know, being charged with federal crimes, which is going to follow them the rest of their lives. I mean, right. it's, 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 
I mean, it's unfathomable what's happening, you know, and keep in mind, they're going to keep arresting people until they get everybody who they got on social media. The FBI has over 100,000 images that people posted themselves. Right. Okay. So themselves. Proud, proud, of, proud of what they was doing. Proud <laughs> of, you know, destroying the Capitol. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think about that. And think about the young lady who said in Pennsylvania, who was trying to find Nancy Pelosi's uh, laptop, got it, and knew where to find it, which is another issue that we're, we'll talk about, uh, and said that she's going to sell it to Russia. How in the world is that making America great again? Well, one of the things I'm seeing and I'm wondering about is, okay, what's the what's next? What's the strategy going forward? And I'm thinking about being in the heads of the leaders of the Republican Party. So yeah. you're you know, political expert, consultant, what do you see and what do you think is going on in the minds of those in the Senate to saying, okay, how are we going to play this out? Because you have the very clear example, which looks like clear evidence that this was an incitement of an insurrection. And we're we're coming out with more information such as... um, his plot to get the uh, uh, assistant uh, district attorney or the the uh, the um, votes in uh, in Georgia, Georgia. to be overturned, yeah. right? right? Right. So all of this is tying back to the election and tying back to corruption and and voter fraud and all of these things that tie into what this impeachment is all about. Yeah. How do you see? How do you think the Republicans are looking at this to play this out to see which side they want to come out on? Yeah. to individually benefit from because the conversation now, I think the messaging is being put out there to test the waters to see what type of what type of appetite do people have for this impeachment. There's a lot of right. confusion being put out there. Again, like I said earlier, a lot of people are wondering, well, what, why are we still impeaching? Because they don't even understand really what really? impeachment is about. Exactly. So how do you see the Republicans, how do you see them well, playing it how do you see this playing out? Well, well, first of all, the GOP is dead. Uh, to traditional GOP that we know, the establishment, that's a done deal. It's over with. So I think that, and we saw that by the uh, former, well, the conservatives, former Republicans, who actually voted for Biden, but they're still conservative, right? Uh, create the Lincoln Project. And the Lincoln Project was solely created as a backlash against the establishment Republicans and the Republican voters, Okay the right-wing extremists that actually voted for this guy, all right, to be president, and were supporting him. And they thought that the GOP should stand up, right? Stand up and do the right thing. Well, you know, you know, you reap what you sow, right? Keep in mind, it was only 12 years ago that Mitch McConnell said that we're going to make sure that Obama become a one-term president, right? And they actually kept feeding that birther movement, which Trump... Uh, took on and rode into the White House, right? So they actually fed that demon. They fed the beast, right? <laughs> they kept feeding it, feeding it, feeding it. And keep in mind the uh, legislation that they actually used in order to go against Obama actually helped most of their voters. The Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. I remember in, in Pennsylvania, and I go back to Pennsylvania again, uh, the senator that was there at the time, uh, his name escapes me, but he was doing a town hall. And you had this young lady, uh, white female, 
who was saying, I don't want my country to be taken over by Russia. I don't want to wake up and have Russia's uh, parachuting, you know, into my backyard. And, you know, he was like, what are you talking about? You know, and this this one was being given over the airwaves, the Rush Limbaugh's, the Sean Hannity's, uh, and, and others at the time that were feeding this poison to their voters. And they believed it. So it was the same thing that Trump did. He fed the poison of this election has been stolen. And when you when you say dead, though, you know, you say the Republican Party is dead. There's still I mean, be honest, there are a lot of Republicans out there that didn't necessarily buy into all of what Trump was saying. They don't necessarily were buying into the insurrectionists. It, it's been established that there's a fringe there, there's various um, levels, there's various uh people on the spectrum of what it means to be a Republican. Sure. Okay. Sure. So there's a lot of people who are not buying into the violence that happened at the U.S. Capitol. So when you say the Republican Party is dead, isn't there a whole host of people in there who are among that 70 million that voted for Trump that are reasonable people, that are people that just share different policy issues? I mean, yeah. they're not all, you can't, you can't broad brush them all with the group that stormed the U.S. Capitol. Well, well, so when you well, say well, that, what do you mean? What it, you know, those are the majority of the people who still make up that party. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm saying is the messaging. So now the Republicans, and this is what the Lincoln Project was all about. So now you've got Mitch McConnell that has to actually create a message around one or two things. One, you to continue to create the message around Trumpism, which isn't going anywhere, all right? And that's really the true heart of a lot of these uh, uh, right-wing Republicans, right? And, you know, so that Trumpism isn't going anywhere. So you create a message around Trumpism or you create a message around conservatism. The two are not the same anymore. And we saw that. We saw that clearly, Will, uh, during this Trump uh, period. So either Trumpism or conservatism. And that is the true nature of the GOP, the problem that they have. Is centered around those two messages. So th th that's what I mean. But I agree with you that you have a lot of Republican voters that did not agree with the insurrectionists, but they also didn't speak out against it either, right? I mean, how many of us went out into society? We ran around our white or even black GOP friends, and none of them even said anything about January 6th or January 7th or January 8th or even now uh, after the uh, inauguration, right? Nobody, I mean, I didn't really hear Fox News say too much about it. I didn't hear uh, OAN say too much about it or other news outlets, right? It's as if it never happened, but it's not going anywhere. And we'll, and we'll talk about, you know, what is this thing? How do we now deal with what we always have known of domestic terrorism, right? And more and more specifically, white domestic terrorism. So where does the GOP go from here? I don't know, but we're going to find out in midterm elections. But I, I can tell you this. There is no way, unless you have the redrawing of districts, voting districts across the country in 2021, mm -hmm. but there's no way that a GOP can win a national election in the next decade. It's just not going to happen. Now, to switch over to the Democrats now. Now, there's risks, too, for the Democratic Party with going forward with this impeachment again. If you op operate from the premise that there's a lot of confusion, people not sure 
why are we still going forward with an impeachment yeah. for a president that's not in office anymore? Yeah. A lot of confusion. So they've got to play this carefully, too, because they tried it once. It failed. Not in the Senate. They're looking at the numbers. The the Senate, the Democrats do have a tiebreaker yeah. in the Senate, but they still don't necessarily have, they still need Republican votes yeah. in order to deliver. 17, as a matter of fact. Right, 17 Republican votes. So what's the risk for the Democrats? I mean, you you got the Democratic Party is also uh, split here. You've got the progressives who will really want some bold action, who are tired of, of Trump and are seeing the destruction and, yeah. and, and, and all of the risks to the nation and what it's supposed to be about in terms of democracy. Mm-hmm. It has to be upheld. But then you also have people in the Democratic Party who are... Well, you don't want to be pragmatic and get well, on with the business of governing. Right. So what's the risk of to the Democrats and right. going forward? With well, well, here's here's the difference. The world saw an assault on democracy. There's no mistaking that. Now, you could spin the Ukraine incident, even though, you know, you, I, I, I think he should have been convicted on that. You could spin that. Right. Because that's happening behind closed doors. No, you ask the average American, where is Ukraine? I guarantee you nine out of 10, maybe 10 out of 10 cannot tell you where Ukraine is. So I've always argued that Ukraine, the issue with Ukraine, lacked a tangible uh, familiar, a tangible identity or being familiar with it in our country. So, you know, you, you could you, that was the plan and that was the right. spin on that. But the insurrection on the U.S. Capitol, how many people study U.S. government? How many people around the world come to America because of that symbol of the rotunda? How right. many people do right. so? So it was that that the world saw, and that's the reason why I believe that this particular impeachment is was was definitely not only needed, but the Senate trial is going to be extremely hard for a lot of a lot of GOPers uh, not to vote against uh, uh, to to vote against convicting this president. Now, can it happen? The answer is yes, because you got a lot to say. Keep in mind, I mean, on the coast, it's fairly liberal and progressive. The middle of the country, from Montana all the way over to North South Dakota, meandering all the way down the Mississippi River until you get to Texas, Louisiana, uh, Alabama, and Mississippi. You know, all those states have two U.S. senators, right? So you've got enough on that side. You've got about 30 U.S. senators that you already know. They're not going to vote to convict this guy. But the key is that they've got to prove that Donald Trump told those people to go storm well, the Capitol. Mitch McConnell already said it. Mitch McConnell already said it. Listen, cool hand Lou, Mitch, uh, never shows his hand, right, until the right time. That speech that he gave, I never forget. I was sitting, I, I was sitting at the table doing some work, and I had, I had the news move on. And when I heard they cut live to Mitch McConnell giving his speech, and when he said that Donald Trump, uh, that the insurrection was incited by the president and other high-ranking officials, uh, feeding them lies, inciting them to violence. Man, look, I almost dropped my coffee. I had to run to tell me to see if, if this is the guy. I mean, is this really what he's saying? Right, right. Oh, he's already said, right? 
<laughs> but Eric, you know that, that the insurrection happened January 6th, right? As we're talking today, it's January 23rd. Right. Uh, people, people's minds have already begun to move on. Soon, by the time this the, the Senate trial begins, it will be February 9th. People in, in this fast pace of information and people's attention span being short, how and how risky is this with the confusion, with the issues that are before us, the pandemic, the economy, racial injustice, immigration, all of these big issues. Yeah. The Democrats also got a risk of how far they want to take this thing because yeah. it's all about the tone and the the mindset of the country. Yeah. And and whether they're with you or not. So but will, what's but the will, but, but will if they don't if they don't if they don't go after this uh conviction, if they don't deal with this impeachment, it's going to not everything that we're trying to do to correct society, it's gonna give a free pass to these people that work in order to turn the country upside down. I mean, these individuals have to be punished. They have to be held accountable because of their actions. And the inactions of senators that believe, oh, no, we can't do this because of America. No, we have to do this because it is America. Listen, if this if this president, former president gets off again, if these individuals who are brought uh, in during this, during this trial, are, if they do not vote to convict this former president, that's going to say to all of the uh, insurrections, that's going to say to all extremists, that's going to say to all white supremacists, it's okay. We can do this again. And guess what? Nothing's going to happen to us. And keep in mind, the images, you're talking about racial injustice. Think about the racial double standard, right? Of whites walking into the Capitol, storming their way in, breaking glass windows, killing policemen, assaulting police, ignoring a direct command from a federal officer, stealing, stealing, Podiums off of the floor of and if, of and if and if all of them who actually did those things get convicted and get punished and get their due process, and the president gets off, won't that still be enough for some people? With all of the big things that we so. have going on in the country, that's the risk. But that's the risk that um, I don't think so. That the, country, that the country is at. That some people say. Hey, that's enough. Those folks no, who are actually I, the capital, no. that's that's enough because they got to link, directly link well, and directly convince well, folks that I don't that, agree. Um, you don't agree that they don't have to directly link uh um Trump having incited that insurrection. That's what the issue is about. Is well, did well, he you and I sit here, look, you and I sit here right now and we agree that he incited the insurrection. Hands we agree down. with that. Hands down. Hands down. I agree with that. But it's not about what you agree with. It's not what, what we think. It's what you can prove. So what go. my point is, at what risk do you try to prove something that might not be provable, that might not be yeah. worth it when you got all these other big things going on? And that's yeah. what my concern is, that the country's attention span is going to be like, look, leave that alone. And that's what I think that the Republicans that are right now putting the messaging out there saying this is just vindictiveness is not worth it so yeah. far are banking on that. They yeah. want to change the mindset of the country. So look, so we, we, we coming up on our time. So as we look at all of this, so what should black people do in America 
do regarding this issue, Trump's impeachment? Well, 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 Will, I addressed it a little bit. You know, in order for us to have true equality in this country, we have to have a conversation and a reckoning with racial injustice and racial inequality and inequity. This particular trial in the Senate is just about that. If we allow this president and other high-ranking officials to get off for inciting an insurrection, which the underlining issue was against African-Americans voting and pushing the candidate of choice into office uh, through the d- Democratic process, then our country has failed us again. So stay tuned for what's happening during this trial. It's going to be extremely important. And again, it's going to be a way that our country can move forward or stand still in the uh, racial injustice that has always been. And I, and I absolutely believe that people have to stay focused on what is at stake. As you said, right. that this wasn't about an assault on the democracy, our system, what we believe that we are as Americans. And as Black Americans, the sacrifice that we've given up in terms of our ancestry, in yeah. terms of fighting for citizenship in this country, you know, it it, it only pales in it's, it's only second to the sacrifice of the Native Americans that the indigenous people yeah. have had to endure in genocide for this country to be what it is. So That's right. this is a country worth fighting for. That's right. It's so our we country. Gotta stay, we got to stay focused on what is what was attacked on yeah. January 6th exactly. and not whether or not he was in office and it still makes sense to impeach him, but what was attacked. And as you said, what is, is it going to mean for the country uh, going forward? That's but that's it. enough. That's, that's enough for what we got this week. As we talked about, as we tuned in with uh, LaVisa and Claville, you know, props to our, to Ben Bailey, our producer in the back end. Appreciate our sponsors. Appreciate you all tuning in and following us on Twitter, social media, and our website, LaVisa and Claville. Yeah, and make sure that you share your favorite shows. Share our channel and share our website at lavisaandclaville.com. And if you got a question, email us at lavisaandclaville at gmail.com. And we'll definitely get back to you because at the end of the day, that's the way it is. We'll see you next show.